Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Star Henderson here of Thought Leaders to Watch, and this episode's thought leader is Dr. Arkita DeRowan. Hi, Arkita. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to you. Your website is drarkita.com, hence, um, because you're a doctor. So why don't you tell me um, about your story? Like, have you always um, thought you would be a doctor or how did you get into that? Yes. So my story, I think, is about like a lot of the traditional students. I grew up in the D.C. area and I had supportive parents and things like that. And I've always loved three things. So it seems kind of cliche, but I've loved people, I've loved science, and I've loved kind of like putting that together. And I've always planned on being a doctor most of my life. You can see pictures from when I was like three years old and Christmas, like having the little stethoscope and oh, things cute. like that. Um, but I think that the relationship grew over time. And I think that can be with anything when you have plans. I kind of I'm a little type A with certain things as a lot of doctors are where I, I wanted to live by a checklist. So right. I figured out what college I wanted to go through by the number of students who got admitted in the region that I wanted to live in into medical school. And I figured out what um, residencies I wanted to do and things like that um, and kind of checked off little boxes. And then when I got to medical school, because I did go straight through and some people mm-hmm. don't. Right. I realized that it's okay to take a different route. And sometimes you can come with other unique experiences if you do. So some of my colleagues and classmates were engineers before bankers and things like that. So they brought a unique perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's how I kind of came about becoming a doctor. It was the boring route of I always wanted to be one. But now a little bit about me is that I'm board certified in family medicine and lifestyle medicine. And I love just thinking about like healthcare innovation and kind of merging that humanistic aspect of being a person and and kind of merging that with technology. So now I work as an associate medical director for a telemedicine company. But before that, I worked at a federally qualified health center where we helped serve underserved patients where they were undocumented, they didn't have any insurance and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was something that I thought I would probably do for about the 30 years of my career because (laughs) I trained, yeah, I trained in uh, residency and in med school and urban areas. And those were the populations that I saw. But when I got there, I was kind of searching for something different. So I think in that process, it's kind of showed me like, you can always have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, what's next? So <laughs> it's okay to kind of take the journey as it comes. So right now I'm kind of living my mantra as in 
I don't know what's coming for the future. We'll see. We'll take it for 2021 or these next three months. We didn't know what was going to happen last year with COVID. (laughs) So let's just take it day by day and see where we'll be in five years. I have absolutely no idea. No, I don't know if anybody or anyone does for sure. Um, Did you ever think, oh, this might not happen. I might not be a doctor. Absolutely. Every test day. (laughs) And and to be honest with you, like some of it may have been valid. So Mm -hmm. I, I, while I said, I mentioned I was a traditional student in terms of I went from med school, school, I mean, went from undergrad to med school and all that stuff. I was kind of untraditional as in I did a pathway program. So um, the summer after my sophomore and junior year, and then I spent my entire senior year at my like med school's campus in a different state while I was still enrolled in my other school. And the classes, it was really hard. It was a big adjustment. So I didn't do so hot, like on things that people needed to do, like the MCAT or learning how to study because of all of those kind of things. So when it came time to take certain exams, I bombed a few Mm -hmm. and and it it took, I guess, some self-reflection to figure out like, okay, it's okay to adapt your style or to ask for help because I wasn't used to doing that before. And once I asked for help and figured out those kind of things, I figured out how to accomplish that. But there were definitely some times where I was like, Hmm. probably going to owe a lot of loans and not have an MD degree. <laughs> yeah. You didn't so go right real. there with it. You didn't go right there with it. So I had to ask because, yes. you know, you did sound like I just, you know, hopscotched my way to an MD degree. Yeah. Okay. It's never that easy. <laughs> no, it never isn't. Um, so along the way, I mean, you talked about, you know, asking for help and, um, you know, some other strategies, um, but we like to talk about thought leadership here. So I'm curious to know what does a thought leader what does being a thought leader mean to you? So being a thought leader is an interesting kind of like moniker because I think a lot of people, especially now in the social media age, are throwing around the word thought leader. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think being a thought leader just means being a subject matter expert, kind of in a field where you're pioneering new ideas, but and also at the same time working to spread knowledge about the subject to grow. So for instance, I consider myself a thought leader in telemedicine because I joined at a time when people weren't necessarily believing that it was a reliable field, quote unquote. And now after 2020, everyone's looking to see which telemedicine company is going to pop up next and then trying to grow in terms of leadership where before that, um, before the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, were working in person, but For the past year and a half, almost two years, I've been managing a team of physicians remotely, which has its own things with a lot of different personalities and strengths like that. So there's always these places of being a thought leader. And then in another way, I'm a Black female physician and healthcare tech in a field where, period, there are about three to four percent of Black women are doctors in America and less than one percent are in healthcare tech. So I think there are so many facets and levels where people can utilize their skills to showcase others and to help grow certain fields as a thought leader. Sure. Yeah. The, um, you talked about being a speaker and bringing, you know, expanding the thought around, um, different things. And so I was just kind of perusing your page at drakita.com and you have some talks that you've already given. Do you have a favorite one? I would say my favorite talk would be when I participated last year in the 
MIT's Hacking Racism Hackathon. And being a physician, I didn't really know much about hackathons and all of that kind of things, but um, it was really fun because there were, I think, 700 students from all over the world that came together to try to figure out a way to hack the big problems that we have in racism Mm -hmm. and in healthcare and how they merge. And I was invited to be a keynote speaker twice. So in their brainstorming sessions and in their um, actual hackathon weekend. And during the actual hackathon weekend, I talked about just how people should prepare to see their primary care doctor, because I think it's kind of a skill. Yeah. And as a primary care doctor is something I wish that most, not myself necessarily, but someone could broadcast all over the commercials and televisions, because it's just teaching people how to come and prepare themselves to get their questions answered mm-hmm. and the reasons why. And I think that that's some education that needs to be spread widely. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So teaching people to advocate for themselves and also maybe to ask efficient questions, right? To get in, to get out. Your doctors, you know, have a limited amount of time. So um, thinking about this past year and what's happened, you kind of, um, well, if you back that up a year or two, you've gone from uh, people saying, Arkita, what are you doing? You're doing telemedicine (laughs) to wait, slow down show me how you do that, (laughs) you know? And so when I think of the impact that you've made, that is the impact that you've made in reaching out and showing others how telemedicine can be effective. How does it feel um, when you hear from someone that you've, you know, that who says that you've helped them or changed their way of doing things in tele, um, what'd you call it? Med tech? Yeah, I, I think that it's very rewarding because like we said, telemedicine is a new field and there are so many opportunities to grow in the field. So a lot of times it was used kind of as an urgent care method where if you're out of your medicines, you're out of state, you'll call a doc up, but they don't necessarily know you. So now with this times it's not only impacting the relationships that people are building throughout different healthcare organizations is opening up space for patients to do, to see their doctors in the comfort of their own home. So I think when people tell me that they're, that I'm helping them, not only is it helping a doctor find more satisfaction and decreasing burnout from the everyday traditional medical jobs that a lot of them are experiencing. A lot of my friends took pay cuts or had to expose themselves, of course, um, during COVID. So being able to work at least a fraction of the time at home has been beneficial for their mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And then for patients, when I just talk to them every day, because I still see some patients, even though I'm doing some managerial things, it's just very heartwarming for someone to say, I'm able to see you as a phys- as a doctor when I haven't seen a doctor in years because I work the night shift and they won't pay me if I go, or I didn't know where to start. And yes, you're telling me that I need a different exam in person, Mm -hmm. but you took this time to kind of create this outline and show me every question I need to ask, kind of doing what I kind of did at the, in the talk. And and a lot of times it's just someone just needing to know that it's okay to seek help, not from Dr. Google and what the next steps are. So I think that me just being able to communicate with both patients and help individuals who want to look for a different career field has been very rewarding. And and it kind of makes me keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. 
I just think about um, technology and, you know, just the simple act of taking out the drive to and from the doctor Mm -hmm. opens up so much more time, both for the patient and the caregiver. um, And so much more real work can be done um, because you can expand, you know, it's, it's basically manipulating time. Yes. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, So I I applaud you in, in leading the way on that. Let's talk about books. Do you have one that you'd like to recommend our audience that has impacted your life? Yes. I thought a little bit about this question because you guys (laughs) gave me a cheat sheet because you guys can't really see, but I have some books there that I absolutely love (laughs) to read. Just a few. Um, But I I took some time to think about it. And I would have to say there's a book called Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels, who basically is a like a self-help, self-empowerment book. Mm-hmm. And it helps guide a person through discovering their purpose through her personal stories of failure and triumph. And it kind of connects it to faith. And even if you aren't a person of faith, it it, um, it makes it real it, and, and it gives you goals and sets certain things. So it was unlike any other traditional self-empowerment book that I've read before. And I hope to one day kind of impact others through mentorship and speaking engagements in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I've actually found myself is one book. Um, I'm the type of person who doesn't like to rewatch a movie or reread a book too often. So, uh, cause I already know it's going to happen, right? but um, I reread this book about once a year and I'll just show it to people who may be watching, but it's bigger. bigger. Yep. And it just really helps set out an outline of where you are and where you want to go, kind of pulling it from your own personal thoughts instead of what she would tell someone to do. Mm-hmm. So what's bigger than being a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's much bigger things out there than being a physician. I think personally for me, being a physician is just a career mm-hmm. and life isn't about that. Of course, it is something that helps people. And that is one of my goals, but, but I want to know like, what be a person, be a daughter, be a friend, be a cousin. Like I'm not like a wife or a mother yet. Maybe one day I hopefully will be that. But like, I, I am a person who is not into job titles. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about what drove me to be this. And, And I fixated kind of on being a doctor and went through the process for that. But I could have helped people as a social worker, as a postal worker. So Mm -hmm. it's all about what your purpose is and how can you fulfill it? So right now, I love seeing patients, but in the future, I may want to impact patients on a grander scale. And I think I'm getting more comfortable with that, where you don't necessarily have to have that one to one um, conversation or interaction with someone to positively impact them. And I think that's a part of being a thought leader. Mm-hmm. So in the future, I may want to go into complete administration in the healthcare realm or go to something else. I'm on a couple of um, board of directors where one is called Girl Develop It, which talks about how you can empower and help women grow in tech. So right. that's not necessarily healthcare at all. So Mm -hmm. just looking at different ways in which I can help someone be a better them is, is what I'm planning for in the future. And that may be through speaking engagements or something else. 
Yeah. Um, I think as I asked that question, I thought, well, for what it sounds like your goal is, is to be a bigger and so we say better Arkita. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what's next for you? Those boards 20... and some speaking. <laughs> yeah. 2021 will be a fun year. So I want to continue to engage in some more speaking engagements. I have a few things lined up. I'm also expanding into exploring supporting uh, organizations through corporate wellness. So that'll be exciting to have a project to help the leaders of organizations like the CEOs and things figure out how to make themselves more healthy so that they can in turn support others in their organization and bring that forward. So that's another way being a physician can help Mm. impact others in a positive way without seeing them in an actual office setting. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's almost cliche at this point, but, you know, to help others, um, we have to learn how to help ourselves or to take care of others. We have to first take care of ourselves. And so that's how you're, you're helping make an impact. So that's great. Tell us again, your website and how you want people to contact you. Sure. So my website is drurkeda.com. Super easy. If you can spell my name. So T-R-E-R-K-E-D-A.com. And that's how you can reach me to for potential speaking engagements or other questions that you may have. I'm also quite active on LinkedIn. So my name, Erkita DeRowan, and I have an Instagram, which I'm kind of new to. I was kind of one of those people who held out on it, but I've been doing it for about the past six months and it's been really fun. It's doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-D Graham, G-R-A-M, where I post motivational quotes and posts and updates about my different speaking engagements and things. I think that's great. And it's kind of funny. You can be ahead in some areas like med tech and behind mm-hmm. in others. Uh, you know. like, why is this not Facebook? <laughs> All <right>. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a pleasure. Thanks for your time. And thanks for your thoughts, Dr. Akita. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all the listeners out there. And feel free to reach out if you have any questions about anything. Sounds good. Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.